and it ain't it, it it's not leave it to beaver over here no, that's for sure not. and it, it gets tough <laughs> and it's a we battle and we battle to be where we're at um and we still have a, a lot of battles left a lot of mountain tops to get to and valleys to go into and mountain tops to get to and the coolest thing is is that we that we're we're wise enough at this point to know that there's storms brewing and there's mountains and there's sunshine and um it's really fun to look at it that way because we're never never there right welcome to black belt beauty radio a podcast fueled by a passion to support your journey in developing your most beautiful and optimal performance in life Each episode is driven with the intention to elevate your mind. When we elevate our mind, we elevate our life. So get ready. It's time to rise. What's up, everyone? Welcome back to Black Belt Beauty Radio. You guys, I have got a very special guest to share with you today. My guest is Casey Thomas Jennings. Casey is the homie man. He is the loving husband to my very best friend, Carrie Walsh Jennings, and just a dope human being, you guys. So, man, okay, there's so much to say about him. I'm really excited to have him on the podcast. Um, our conversation was epic. And it's very, uh, it's it's special to be able to launch this episode with him uh, the week of Father's Day, because, you know, he's a lot of amazing things. Um, one of the most undeniable amazing things about Casey that I have come to witness is, you know, who he is as a father, you know, the way he is with his kids. It's just, it's, it's remarkable. It's so, so impressive. So I think it's just rad to to start this Father's Day week with one of the greatest fathers in the world. Okay, so there's a lot to say. Um, I want to give you a little bit of backstory before I hit play on our conversation. So Casey played pro beach volleyball for about 15 years, and he's still competing pro tournaments, but he's also in this really rad career transition, which I think will be really fun for you guys to listen in on in our conversation. Lots of inspiration there. Lots of realness. Um, he's an entrepreneur. He and Carrie, you know, founded P1440. And for those of you who are not familiar yet, uh, P1440 is an event series and digital platform that's dedicated to taking the sport of volleyball to the next level, beach volleyball. So they're really doing it, man. They're doing it with all their heart, everything they've got. It's just been so amazing and inspiring to to watch it go from an idea to where it is now. And it's still in the very beginning stages, which is mind-blowing. Um, so many big things coming. Um, okay, so he's also officially a podcast host as of this month. He's launching his podcast called Starting Point on Father's Day, you guys. So make sure that you start listening in on that. Subscribe to that. He's got a lot of rad shit to talk about. That is for sure. He is a loving father of three. So he've, they've got, um, you know, Scout, Joey, and Sundance love their kids. And like I said, at the very start, he's the loving husband to, to my girl, Carrie Walsh Jennings. You know, he's a very unique blend of passion. He's certainly one of the most exciting volleyball players you can watch hands down. Um, but he's also like this laid back Cali surf vibe guy that just makes it really easy and fun to be around him. Truly. He grew up in one of my favorite cities, Las Vegas, and he possesses a very high level 
of like street smart awareness. And it stems mostly from being raised by his four older brothers or five brothers so gnarly um, while their mom, you know, worked really hard to see that she could provide for all of her boys. It's something that I very much feel connected to because there was so much in, in my life um, that was similar there. So, you know, his journey is rad. He's truly carved out his own unique path in life through his love for sport. And that is what eventually took him to Southern California, where he would meet Carrie, where they would fall in love and start their life journey together as a very powerful unit. Uh, man, there's been a lot of adversity in his life too. And, you know, even in his darkest hours, he inevitably would choose to keep learning, keep reaching, keep growing, and just try to become a better version of himself for his own personal health and for his relationship with Carrie and their family. Um, it's really, it's powerful, man. It's a privilege. It's a privilege to be able to witness how he and Carrie do their life together. It's hard. It's romantic. It's raw. It's inspired. It's constantly evolving. And in my opinion, it is what real love and dedication to a unified vision as partners is all about. So you guys, I can go on and on, but I'm going to hit play and let you take in this rad human that is Casey Jennings. Enjoy. It's happening. Ba-da-boom. What's up, dude? Happy What's Sunday. up, rocks? <laughs> Happy Sunday. Happy Mother's Day to you, because I know you'd be a great mother, and you will be one day. Thank you. Yeah. Well, you know, I sent a message to your incredible, incredible, what do you call her? You just fucking everything? She's the golden dragon. She's six feet of sunshine, and... She's a firecracker. She is a firecracker. Yeah. I don't think she gives herself enough credit in that realm. Like, oh, everyone like, thinks she's so sweet and inspiring. Right? I'm like, I'm like don't oh, get twisted, yo. no, she's, she's not. Like, she's She'll bite your face off, tell you right. to shut up. Right. <laughs> For real. It's really funny. But, like, it'll feel, yeah. She's, well, I sent her a message. Um, and, and I told her that if I ever get to be a mommy one day, it's on the record that my badassery and being a mom because of course i'll have to be a badass mom has totally been influenced by witnessing her be a mom yeah yeah it's incredible yes she does a good job good mommy it's a special day today she had to leave uh yesterday but we had a great mother's day yesterday you did yeah it was was awesome her mom was here sundance first communion and then we were just all together yeah you know Sister. Not all the family, but yeah, Casey yeah, was no, here, her sister. Like a hundred of you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. You guys are such a sick tribe. I love you. We had a small crew, but it was yeah, strong crew. How how so you were we were kind of talking, trying not to before I hit record. But you said something pretty rad and interesting and classic. Um right before she left. You guys like she was leaving. Oh yeah, I yeah. said, Hey, I love you. Go kick some butt. Kick some ass. We'll be here. Hold down the fort. Everything's good. See you in two weeks. Love you. And she's the Uber's out front. And she's like, no, honey, it's three weeks. And I looked at her. I was like, oh, damn. I can do two weeks pretty pretty eyes closed. Three weeks, it starts to get like, oh, man. Might need to call a sitter in uh, for a day or two. Yeah. 
But I don't usually do that because it's it's not hard. It's just you need to do it for yourself so that you reset, yeah. so that you're better at what you're doing. Um, but no, she's gone for three weeks, which is gnarly. And then she's home for a week and gone for, you know, it's just nonstop. Yeah, yeah, she's gone. This is the year. Yeah, this is it. This is where we lock it down and it's, it's go time. This is what going to be the fifth olympics right like this is your journey together this will be her sixth olympics but it's hard to keep track because she did one indoor so it'll be her four she did four on the beach one indoor first four on the beach and now she's going for her fifth on the beach which will be her sixth olympic total which is so gnarly you guys are i mean you're the most impressive ridiculously inspiring team i gotta tell you i'm driving over here and i'm traveling tomorrow going to your hometown vegas Vegas. yep love vegas and um i'm stacked today like uh, to be honest I, I almost feel like i'm failing today and uh and i was thinking about for like this happens a lot too i'll think of carrie like I mean, we were here the other day, like working and she's got like everything stacked on everything, but it gets done. And you guys do such a beautiful dance of like handling the fullness of your life. Um, you know, with style, not saying that it's all easy and it's always like super composed, but like you handle it, you do it beautifully. So I was thinking of her and then I was thinking of you and all the things that you have to handle, especially when she's away, you know, entrepreneur, not pro anymore, but still an athlete for life. Yeah, I, cer- I, well, I certainly haven't retired. I want to play a couple more pro events and see if I can win. So I'm still training. Um, I'm soggy right now. That because that confused me. Because I'm like, wait, but he still does compete. But No, I would say, I mean, not, I'm, I, don't, I wouldn't call myself a professional because a professional makes a living at the job. If you're a professional athlete, that's your job. I was for... I don't know, 15 years and kicking ass and loving it. And now I'm in the, I'm in the next stage where I'm, I'm switching professions and, um, it's really cool. It's really hard, but the family thing keeps everything intact. You could have the worst day on the planet, pick your kids up from school and they're like, what's up, dad? Hey dad. Hi dad. And you're like, how you guys doing? And it, it's like your day just started and it's like 2.33 p.m. You know, it's so rad. What I love about that is that I know as a privileged insider that everything you're saying is so real. And a lot of times I think that when, when we're so focused on, you know, the weight of career life, I mean, you and Carrie started P1440, right? So you've got this whole huge big project on your hands and in addition to having three kids and again, like just being consistent in your lifestyle and your habits as, as, as an athlete. And for a lot of times having the family part can almost feel like not, I don't want to say like it's more pressure and more weight, but it, it's harder. But for you to say that's like your fresh breath of air. Yeah. Not, not saying that there's no challenge in that, but that's rad. And I love it because I know it's true with you. Yeah. It's really fun. You can have the worst day I'm telling you. And then I pick my kids up, but yeah, every single day at some point in the day, don't you get on the phone with someone and they're like, what's up? How you doing? And the first thing that 
most of us want to say, and I do too, I'm guilty of it, is I'm so tired. Yeah. And, and I'm so tired of, of saying I'm like, I'm, I'm done saying that. I don't, I don't want to say I'm tired anymore. I don't want to say, oh man, I'm so busy. Yeah. <laughs> I'm I, like, oh, who isn't, no, dude? Like, I say <laughs> I've said this on the podcast. You're never going to fucking hear me say, I'm busy. I, ha- yeah. I can't. I can't deal with that. I mean, sometimes people just say that because, not to say it's not true, but it like makes them feel good. Busy? You know? Makes them but, feel busy? We're all busy and then we die. So fucking no, yeah. that. Everyone's know? busy. I we're tell that. You see people, you're just like, we're just... We're doing it, man. Are you doing it with a smile? Or are you doing it grumpy? It's it's all how you're doing it. And so I'm trying to do it with a smile. I'm getting better at it. What do you do on days like, um, <laughs> on days where you feel like I'm, you're kind of just failing, where like the day is just biting you in the ass, kind of like mine up until the point where I got here because I did breathe before I came in. <sighs> yeah. What's your I shut talk it, like? <laughs> I shut it down. I Well, I try to think about, it's with kids it's different because you're kind of held accountable for the way they respond in the future for them for their own lives and so they they mirror you to a certain degree so the thing that really helps me is how do i want to approach this situation and do the best that i can because it's it's weighed on my children and the way they're going to go through these situations and so it's it's different it's a different ball game and it's awesome because you you should do that for yourself anyway. You should be thinking that for yourself. Like, how do I want to handle this the best way? But um, so sometimes I just pull the plug, shut everything off and I go up in my room and the kids will be playing and I'll just take like 15, 20 minutes and I'll just lay there and just breathe or kick it and just think about like something... I do that. I did it yesterday because Carrie left and it was like, it was a pretty emotional day for the kids. They started fighting or just little arguments and they were hungry. So I made them some food and then I went upstairs and needed to take a breath and was like, you know, all's good. Carrie, she's gone for three weeks. We got to, we got to handle this, you guys. So hold down the fort. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, it's like, people are like, oh, do you have family to help? There's, they're not, but they would be here in a heartbeat if I needed anybody and you're down yeah. the street. Yeah. <laughs> Hand so, raised. yeah, no, I think you just, I just shut everything down, turn the phone off, TV off, and just maybe it's some music and just kick it, breathe for a second, reset. Um, Do you feel like that's something you've gotten better at over the years, being a father, being a husband, being an entrepreneur, being an athlete? Like, is it something that you're kind of continuously, because your load is just getting heavier, right? Like, with everything. <laughs> so it's like, it's beautiful. There are layers that you, that stem from passion, love, and vision. So it's not like, you know, layers that you don't want necessarily, but but it's still weight, you know, it's responsibility, um, so do you feel like you're progressively getting better at knowing how to reset and yeah, 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 for sure. I think that with Carrie, the way that she is, I really was like against the grain on that as far as like, slow down, stop, don't say yes to everything. You can't do 15 podcasts in five days or, you know, like, She's like, like, yes, I can <laughs> pick. And she's no, honey, I have to do that. And, and before I said, what I'm, what I'm really trying to do is, is to just, uh, go with the flow more yeah. and just be like, it's all good. She chose to do that. Let's, I'm not going to give her any grief for that. Um, 
you know, she, the best way we learn our, our, we're our own worst critic. So, you know, she's going to either see that that was too much time taken out of my life and she'll reset next time she comes back around and is going to be like, I don't want to do that. So I'm going to leave it in her hand. I'll give her a little bit of, of help where she needs it but yeah before i would bang my head against the bricks just like you know and try to get her to do it the way i would do it and now it's a little more like well i'm gonna cushion it and then and then let let the water go down river for the most part but it's in it's in my own um nature to sometimes go against the grain whereas i want people to see my side of it or understand look look at look at this shot from over here because we can't all see our movie play out right so it's good to give that initial like hey might be too much you know this is going on but now there's plenty for me to do so i don't have time to check her and make sure she's making all the right decisions and neither does she on me yeah so we got to just believe and trust in each other that one's doing the best they can do on their end and then come together and bring it together and ha- have a nice yeah. little dinner. And you, a you little know? dinner. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Potluck. It. It's potluck. I mean... You bring your dish, I'll bring mine, and let's put them together, <laughs> it's so and it's going to be awesome. That's so rad. I mean, I feel like you guys do a great job at that, and I feel like I'm witnessing just the... You guys are just getting better at it. And ultimately, I mean it's trusting that you're both paying attention. Yeah. Like with what you just said, it's like, you're kind of just trusting that she's going to, if there was something that needed to be adjusted, I don't need to tell you because you're going to feel it because you see it. And because while you're doing all this, you're still paying attention to what's happening within our, yeah, exactly. The dynamic of our family. Sure. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. There's no like point checking. There's, there's none of that. I don't do that. Yeah, you know, she, we, we do, I think we do a good job with that. Nobody's judging the other one or saying you're, you know, whatever. It's a real team. Yeah. I mean, you guys are all athletes. Yeah. So what's like a, I don't know if you can, this might be an asshole question, but what's a typical day look like for you? (laughs) Cause I know it's always changing. Yeah. It depends when Carrie's home. (laughs) Sure. You know, if Carrie's home, I will sleep like two more minutes longer every single time and try to stay in bed till like 7.15 because she's getting up at 6 or she's down there at 6.30. Yeah. Um, and then I take the kids to school usually or she'll take one of them, I'll take two. But um, And then it's so crazy because i don't have a set yeah you know it just depends if i i like to get my workout in first Mm -hmm. i I like to that doesn't happen near as often as i want to so you know say on a monday uh carrie goes to practice i drop the boys i sprint um to hawthorne and i teach social emotional learning on mondays i teach seventh graders seventh grade kids um that are preparing actually it's like a college course class. These kids are really good. I've had some really tough classes. Um, and I think that the program that I work for, PS I Love You, um, thought that I was possibly not going to do it next year. And they gave me this class. And it's so funny because it worked out perfect. I, I was getting a little uh, frustrated that I wasn't making a difference in these kids' lives. And I can't imagine how teachers feel out there. How do you know that you're not making a difference? 
Uh, just the, when you talk to them and you're teaching them the things that you're teaching them, the engagement, the lack of engagement, the lack of enthusiasm, and and I, you know, and then you go to a class um, a week later. You know, I'll go to Watts sometimes and teach there on Wednesdays with my friend Patricia Jones, and these kids are just like, "Mr. Jennings, what's up?" You know, and and so you get that feeling of you're making a difference by giving them some information that they might not have. Um, so anyway, I'll go teach those kids. I love it. I'm, I hope that I never stop doing it. Yeah, um, sounds amazing. It's such a killer course. There's 12 lessons that we teach. Um, you, you teach everything from discipline to um, empathy. Um, you teach them about uh Gosh, there's there's so many different lessons. Integrity, um, the importance to look someone in the eye and shake their hand. How to how to shake hands is something as simple Social as that. Skills. Social skills, yeah, yeah all kinds sure. of such a fun class for me to teach. And I learned, like everyone knows, the teacher learns more than anybody because you're the one doing it. You're involved, but it's such a rewarding class, and I do get so much out of it. And there's never been a time where. I, I don't leave with something, even on my worst days. I'm like, man, I got a lot out of that in case they didn't. <laughs> I did. So I selfishly get something out of it. But uh, from there, I'll go and get on the phone, conference call, or talk to P1440 or somebody and touch base and see what's going, what I need to do. I've started my own podcast, so I'm working on... Um, all kinds of stuff you know with that i'm working on the name of it the artwork the intro i'll be done this week so exciting I'm yeah so, excited. so i think you're just gonna love it yeah, yeah i think so yeah it'll be fun and then i go to practice uh i'll meet my coach for an hour and a half and then if i can lift or whatever errands i can run in between there and then it's pickup time go pick the kids up and then everything shuts off no that no. you could handle that with your eyes closed but then i pick the kids up and that's when the day it seems to really like it's it's almost like two days in one because you pick the kids up and then it's like yeah. go home feed them or i've already made them lunch take it to them bringing their baseball gear in the car or soccer get dressed drop them off make sure they've eaten um sometimes i'll bring weights to the practices and i'll lift there mm -hmm. And then either scout doesn't have practice or somebody doesn't have practice, so I hang with them and run around and we play games or whatever it is. And then uh, bring them home, and then we get homework done. And then um, we'll play in the backyard or do something fun, or they will, and I'll get on a call or do some work. Um, FaceTime Carrie if she's not in town. Bath, bed, brush your teeth. Bath, anyway. brush your teeth, and bed and reset <laughs> for the next day Dude, i'm in fat burning <laughs> <laughs> no it's so rad so it's many rad, but it's like you know it's so dope too i mean there's so many things there's so many things about it that are, that's amazing but it would be so easy um and honestly let's be real i think it's very common that when you have um nine eight and six right yeah that's okay so these are very active I need attention. I mean, they have each other, but it's like they're very active, right? Your kids are active. Yeah, that's the hardest part about energy. it. The emotional part of it. It's not the getting the baseball gear and getting yeah. the snacks to them, even though you're just like, well, 
holy crap but you make it an art that stuff you can turn into kind of an art yeah make a sandwich get some chips or something good or healthy mm -hmm. some hard-boiled eggs and cholula whatever it is yeah. <laughs> race that to them and get one. the uniforms those are like those are like tasks that yeah. you can knock out and check off the box and be like nailing that right now the toughest part about the 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 ch having children and that aspect of it is the emotional part of it. Yeah. The component that comes with it is that it's you know there's three kids asking you questions. That's one of the gnarliest things. Well, and I was going to say that I feel that it's so much easier and so often done these days that it's like put the screen in front, whether it's the phone, the TV, or whatever. But the the point that I'm trying to get to is that you're just so engaged with yeah. all that you just expressed that you're going through, that you've already, you know, accomplished in your day, which, you know, is this, it's, it's mind and body work, right? Which is yeah. exhausting, like in a beautiful way. It's a good t kind of tired, right? But then to be so engaged, um, with, with your, your kids, um, you know, even towards the tail end of it, especially, right? Kind of instead of you know doing what i think the majority you know are doing right now where it's like okay i i need to focus i need to i need me time and i need to yeah so screen screen it up screen and, it up you know you and i both cut work like what two years apart i think in age or three i think and so we come from the time um and i'm very proud of this i know you are too but like we played outside until it got dark Oh, After yeah. that, maybe even, I don't know. Maybe it was different for you in <laughs> Vegas. We'll go back there. <laughs> City of lights. Yeah. I, mean, I grew up in LA, but like, you know, and I also come from, you know, I got three brothers and a sister and it was dope because these were like the homies and I was playing outside with them. And we're building things and playing in the dirt and it's just not what's happening anymore. Um, it happens in this household though. Yeah. You, know, you guys are, you do such a great job, both of you of making sure that you're engaged and that your kids are connected with nature, connected with each other. Like they're so they're, they love each other. They're yeah. tight homies too. Yeah. So it's, you know, that's what I'm saying. It's so impressive um, and inspiring. You know, it could be, there's a lot of ways to, to revere you and carry both of you, like the athlete, all, all the things that you guys have accomplished on a career level, um, on a human level. But then, you know, I think it's just so powerful to witness how you are raising your kids too, you know, on top of it all. Mm -hmm. Sick. Take your kids on... What are the camping trips that you go on? You go on like some gnarly... You go on walkabouts. You got one coming up with your brothers. Oh, yeah. We're going on the a walkabout. walkabout. But yeah, we are not gamified in this house. We have a Pac-Man in the garage with some Donkey Kong on it, but they... I don't even know when they play it. Once a month, they'll ask me. They'll wander out there, but I love that it's Pac-Man too. By the way, yeah, it's old school. Yeah, no, exactly. it's old school, and they. You know they. Uh, I think it's really difficult, you know, not to put anyone out in that situation because it, it is really hard to put that time and focus in and to give your kids that attention and not say, because I think there's two sides of it. There's people that don't give themselves enough attention and you can go into a depression that side of it because you don't get any, 
you're not getting any stimulation on your end as far as like you going out and doing something or working out. And then there's the parents that get too much stimulation and they're going to Sharky's on a Thursday and sure. you know, the kid has a project Friday and the wife's taking care of it or the dad, whichever yeah. one is doing it. But, um, Sharky's is a bar down the street in Hermosa in Manhattan, <laughs> if you don't know, but, um, yeah, I think that it's a difficult it's just like anything, the happy medium of balancing that act of being able to, to be around your kids, but also give yourself your own time to go and do things for you and to yeah. breathe and to, that's hard Yeah, that because is one and the other is exhausting both, sure. you know? So yeah, I, that's my work. It's really fun. It's cool to, challenge myself to be on a schedule. I really like it. I like putting the, I know that that's one of the most important things for a child is to be on a schedule. And so I am a bit of a hypocrite when it comes to scheduling for myself, but my kids are on a good, nice, tight regimen. Why do you know that? Was that because of your child? Because you grew up in Vegas. Let's go back there for a moment because single mom, pretty much, right? Yeah, yeah cocktail waitress work the night shift mm-hmm. um, you know you and your pack of brothers <laughs> four older brothers i'm the so baby early. i'm the youngest of five boys so there's I mean, four older brothers in front of me incredible. mom work graveyard yeah so you weren't on a schedule no way exactly come home every day throw the bag in the house so my mom would know that uh, i came home but she would either be crashed out the older i got she wasn't a cocktail waitress after like 13 but she had her own business and she still worked like a dog and so she wasn't home so still i would throw my backpack in the house there was no schedule the only schedule i was on was sports and i took care of that schedule so there was a bus after school to go to soccer practice there was a bus after or there was a gym where i went to at school for volleyball practice and those were the things that saved my life for sure. Do you did so your love for sport kind of because obviously to be an athlete, um, discipline needs to be applied. Yeah. Right. Oh yeah. And so is that? Do you feel like you gained your level of discipline from being an athlete from a young kid all the way to today, right now? Like, yeah. Do you credit? Yeah. Yeah, because, well, athletics are, sports are fun. That's how you're, when you first play a sport or a game, it's really fun. And then it gets fucked up somewhere along the line as being, uh, you got to, you know, who puts the more time in? Well, yeah, that's right. But still make it fun. Like I loved it so much and I did put the most time in, in high school and, um, but I didn't put the most time into school, so I was ineligible for my junior year, which gut-checked me really fast. It hurt for both soccer and volleyball. Um, but the the disciplinary side of being an athlete, that you're not going to be as good as the other guys that are bigger, stronger, faster than you if you don't do the work, scared me. Yeah. And I wish that it had scared me in school. First and foremost, I, I teach my kids how fun learning is. So all of the things that I didn't get or didn't have or didn't see on my own as a kid, it's not a crutch. It's more like, oh, dude, I know how to spin this. I know that if I teach my kids that learning is fun, it will be fun for the rest of their lives. 
school might be boring sometimes it might be tough grinding through but never is learning learning is the greatest thing on this earth and you're learning sports and i tell my kids look you ain't gonna learn sports if you can't learn school because you can't do sports without school and the smartest athletes are the best athletes so one goes with the other um and so we make learning fun my kids aren't afraid to read which is makes me cry because they've without a doubt uh scout is six i I won't put her in there yet But Joey and Sundance, without a doubt, individually have read more books than I have in my life. And they're really? not, That's without amazing. a doubt. And not because it's like, you know, it's, it's, it's this different world that they're in where reading is fun. Like, yeah. they're like, Dad, look at this. Every, every week on Tuesday, yeah. Dad, look at the book I checked out. Check this book out. That's so cool. And they'll throw it up in the front. And then you'll see them reading it on the way to school, at home, at different times. They go find it every night in bed. Yeah. Sundance is reading his book. So It's so true. It's how you frame it. Because I can tell you, my father, for, you know, like next level intelligent, USC grad, engineer, the whole thing. Like super smart. Not the best dad, but I'm not going to take away his intelligence. I'm, sure. You know, grateful. And he always... He made learning um, something, it, it looked so interesting. I mean, I was reading the, well, reading in quotations, the encyclopedia in like the third grade, right? But just really going through it and being kind of like, whoa, what's this? And I, I love, I've been reading my whole life. I love reading. But I know as you're saying this to me, it's coming to, to my mind. So I'm sharing it that, you know, my dad being so smart and he spoke in riddles and he's super into philosophy and so are we now. Um, I, that it really does come down to how you were parents, I think, your environment growing up, how things are being framed. You know, oh, yeah. It's not surprising to me that, um, you know, that the boys would have, I mean, it's impressive. I mean, just to say what you said, but the fact that you guys are framing learning in this way, I think is lending to their joy of it. Yeah, it's you know, fun. Their pursuit. It's so fun to tell them like that is so incredible, dude. Tell me more about your book that you're reading. I mean, it's little things like that that I think that the engagement and the support allows them to see like they feel this confidence of like my you know my mom or dad wants to know about this book and then they're teaching you like well dad the uh, you know the California king snake actually originally came from Mexico and you know they'll tell me facts about it that I don't know and we're super into reptiles and I'm like dude that is so cool tell me more about it like here tell me like the next day and you just you stay engaged with them and I I, I really look forward to seeing um how they develop in the future as far as respect discipline and all of these things that we're trying to implement and and i don't look at it as teaching so much as information sure. and inspiration right yeah well you guys are leading by example <sighs> sometimes <laughs> no but it's i think i mean come on you guys are crushing it you know there's no such thing as perfection you're doing the best you can. There is such a sense of well-roundedness and how, and ultimately you guys are a real unit. And that's, I mean, listen, to me, no matter where you might feel like you're coming up short, if you feel that way in some areas, it's like, as you know this, it's like when you come from a pack, a family that's united, um, that is invaluable for the rest of your life. Like, let me frame it like this. 
whatever I'm going through in my life that challenges me to feel the, the unity that I have with my family. Not saying we all get along all the time, but the fucking unity. There's yeah. Different, right? For sure. It's the greatest weapon that I have. It's yeah. my strongest tool. It's, you know, so whether mom could have done it better in some ways or not, or dad or whatever, the unity factor that has been consistently like engaged with our family has it's serving to be the most powerful tool yeah yeah no family's so important it really is it's um i hope it's something that the kids cling to for the rest of their lives but they're also able to stand on their own individually and it is it is absolutely no cakewalk around here i mean there's you know that's i i would want people to know that Sometimes I think on Instagram or on social media, it just, it can look like this perfect picture of, and my big side of things is the, the contrast in different things and all of, all of the, the process of it and how difficult it is. I want people to know there's a lot of pain. There's doors that get slammed around here. Sometimes there's, yeah. there's some, you know, arguments and it ain't, it, it, it's not leave it to beaver over here no, that's for sure <laughs> and it, it gets tough and it's a we battle and we battle to be where we're at um and we still have a, a lot of battles left a lot of mountain tops to get to and valleys to go into and mountain tops to get to and the coolest thing is is that we that we're we're wise enough at this point to know that there's storms brewing and there's mountains and there's sunshine and um it's really fun to look at it that way because we're never, never there, right? Never there. We're never just going the to be there. For more there, and but more we're there. gonna try to get there. Yeah, well, yeah, you are. <laughs> Every day. Every day. You know, you yeah, you guys. I think. I mean, there's no way you have to live it to know how to to be in this position that you're at right now to, to recognize, Oh shit, here comes a storm. All right, everybody brace yourself. Okay. You know, yeah. what you or do? go with like, it or go with it. Exactly. <laughs> let it take you, let it blow you around. It's going to set you down somewhere. I mean, yeah. I feel like, yeah. And so it's like, but again, I think, you know, you're either a team or you're not. And that becomes very obviously revealed when shit goes down. Uh, in your relationship, you guys have had shit go down. You've had shit go down in your personal life. There's like been so, I mean, there's been things that have been, it hasn't been a fucking cakewalk. No. <laughs> it's still not like, you yeah, said, and it you never know, will so be. Much, it never will be. Mm -mm. But, but you're, you're holding hands the whole way through it. Yeah. Which is, you know, it's badass. Yeah. Yeah. It is. It's cool. It's been, a, it's been crazy. It's been a crazy journey. Carrie always says, uh, when you feel like running away from each other, run towards each other. Yeah, yeah, I've <laughs> that's, heard that. It's like, it's so good. That's you're not like, easy. <laughs> that is not easy. You know, sometimes you're like, imagine. no. I'm going to start jogging towards you slowly. <laughs> Chariots of fire, slow motion jog. Chariots of fire. Uh, but it's a good point it's something to remember because everyone feels that way at some point with their spouse or their girlfriend or boyfriend or fiance whatever it is you feel like what am i doing and then you just got to take a breath relax and, and figure out what you're doing how is how is challenge there's been a lot of challenge in your life right i mean again like 
I'm sure your childhood years, mom being at work, essentially kind of, kind of raising yourself on your own, you and your brothers, right? Would you say that? I mean, yeah, and in the neighborhood. No, but yeah, like my my mom could have been on food stamps and then read books to us every night, but instead she went and made money so we'd have shoes on the next day and lunch money. Um, you know, some weeks was hot and some t- some weeks it was cold, like you didn't have any. And, um, you know, our struggles were less than some of my friends and our struggles, my some of my friends' struggles were a lot harder than mine. And if you looked at the, the numbers wise, but yeah, no, we... I would, yeah, we had to raise ourselves to a certain degree. I had four four older brothers that I told you before, like, you know, they said, put that spoon in the dishwasher or I'm going to stick it in your ass. And you're like, ah, no, I'm going to put the spoon in this little basket right here. Yeah. Should I put the plate in there too, big brother? Or on some nights it was like, oh, really? You think you can pull that off, huh? And then they'd be like, oh, yeah, you don't think I can? You'd be like, well... That spoon is not going in my ass. <laughs> and they'd be like, watch this. And then you challenge and you're fighting each other, you know? What a There was a lot of fights. Yeah, I mean, you're pretty passionate. As yeah. I mean. Yeah, I would say. I'm searching and there's such an alignment with us there. I'm like, what would I call myself? Because I feel like we're, there's a lot of similarities. Like even in the upbringing with the kids at home and the way we were with each other and you know, I'm certainly passionate and I think everybody in my family is. Um, and I think it's a gift to have siblings who, you know, you guys keep it real and you check each other and, you know, there's times where you're going to kick each other's ass, but then there's, you told me a story that you have, I got to pull this out of you because I just think it's so sick. Um, I want you to share at the time that, um, you got cut. We're going back really quick. Because, oh, yeah. Yeah, because the, the brother part, like... Oh, yeah, it was awesome. Dude. So I'm, <laughs> I'm, I, I came out to California when I was um, 16 and played in like a club tournament where these junior college, Division One college coaches were there watching. And we all knew it. So we're playing California teams. And you're in your own levels. There's A, B, and C levels. So we would play in the C level, say, the worst level or the B level. And you go into the other gyms, and I would look around, and I saw these monsters playing. And they're my age or younger. And I'm like, holy shit. <laughs> but I'm like, I can, I can play with those dudes. That was my first thought. My first thought wasn't like, oh, my gosh, that's so-and-so or anything. My first thought was always like, I can ball with those guys. Where do you think that thought came from? Four brothers. But I thought I I felt that that would have been the answer, but I just wanted. Yeah, they're like yeah. always told me like, yeah. dude, my brother smokes me a basketball in the backyard, ten to one. And his buddy said, uh, "Did you just beat your brother that's seven years old, younger than you, ten to one at <laughs> basketball?" And he goes, "Yeah, I did." And he goes, "Why would you do that?" And he said, "Cause." When my little brother plays your little brother, he's going to kick his ass. <laughs> and I did. <laughs> Yo. <laughs> and I did. So dudes my age, you know, were not tough for me to handle unless they were tough for me to handle. I mean, but for the most part, I played older kids all the time. And then, um, so this coach, 
recruits me to come to California. He says, I'll get you residency. We'll enroll you in school. You can live with your buddy that plays golf and your other buddy that plays football from these other schools I'm talking to. I was like, whoa, dude, this guy's done his legwork. He knows my buddies. (laughs) So he recruits us. I jump in the car with $200 in my pocket left over from um, my graduation money, which was about $2,800 at first. And I spent one week in Vegas and I gambled and drank for like six days and spent that money down to 200, which I was supposed to take. Dang. Yeah. Wait, so what, you're, how old are you? Idiot. 17. I graduated high school June. And so I jump in the car with whatever's left, scraps, couple checks left and $200 cash. And I go to the school because he recruited us. And I remember me and my buddies drank the night before and we said, look, let's do this. Let's get for real and let's become professionals. Let's kick some ass. We have an opportunity here. So uh, the first week goes by, we're playing like a couple skimpy drills that have nothing to do with six on six volleyball. And then the next week we play uh, two on two, which is not reflecting your skills with six on six on the court and then the end of the second week comes around and i'm in the gym and the coach says uh hey jennings come here buddy and i jump off the bleachers i'm like what's up he said uh i'm sorry i gotta let you go man and i said you gotta let me go what do you mean you are you cutting me and he goes yeah and i had just started to bro out with some of the guys that i had met that were from southern california most of them are southern california and um i said you haven't even seen me play yet and he said i'm sorry man i got a six four guy coming at the time i'm 5'10 5'11 165 pounds and i'm so mad i look at him i said you know what you haven't seen me play now i'm gonna play against you on the other side of the net and i'm gonna beat you And I ran out of the gym, and as soon as I hit the door that has that long bar at the bottom of it, when you push it, it opens. As soon as I hit that lever, I'll never forget that it was like a button on my eyeballs, and the water and tears just started flowing out. And I ran out. I had my bag on my shoulder, and I sprinted all the way home and just mad, angry. I don't even remember if I was breathing hard as, as looking back on it. I walk in the house. There's a big bag of uh, dope on the table, marijuana, that uh, my roommates and I had. And we were kind of just doing the college thing. And I looked at it. I said, I'm done. I'm done with that shit. I'm done with drinking. I have to go somewhere. And the bus is going to leave without me if I don't get there. And I called my brother. He lived in Ontario, which is an hour and a half, two hours from here. Um it's inland and south. And I said, Troy, he's like getting ready for law school or going to it down there. And he says, what's up? I said, dude, I got cut. And he said, what? And I'll never forget because he said, are you crying? I said, yeah. He said, "Uh, well, first of all, stop crying. And you know that school in Huntington Beach that you wanted to go to? Call them and call another school after that. Can you play with these guys? I said, yeah, I can. He goes, good. Get on the phone and make some calls and call some people that know what they're doing. I called him, left a message to this coach, called my brother back. The coach calls me back. He says, what's up? Uh, I got my team already, but I'll give you a tryout. 
you have to be here at 6 a.m. tomorrow, um, and we'll give you a scrimmage. You can scrimmage. So when I, the position I play as a quarterback, as a volleyball player, the quarterback is the setter. I, sh I throw the ball around the court for guys to hit really hard. And I call my brother. I said, look, dude, I don't have a car. I got a skateboard and there's a bus and maybe I can figure out the route to get me to Huntington Beach, even though I'm in Long Beach, which is going to be tough. I'm going right. to leave at four in the morning. He goes, look, I'll drive there, pick you up and take you. And I said, cool. He picks me up in the morning and we're late. We walk into the gym. My hair is as long as yours is right now. <laughs> and it's in a bun or like a ponytail. And, uh, I roll into the gym and the coach says, you're late, start warming up. And there's 20 guys around the court and they're um, all, you know, checking me out. And I'm jogging around the court. It finally gets us all in a huddle after we stretch. I don't know anyone. And he says, uh, we're going to give Jennings a tryout today. We're going to let him set for this team and you guys are going to play against them. Here's the team, split us up, threw us on the court. In the meantime, my older brother is six years older than me, Troy. My oldest brother is the one that said I, I beat my brother 10 to 1, Chad. So Troy is on the sidelines over here. Um, and he says, uh, or he, he's watching. Yeah. And so I do the scrimmage. We win. We dominate on this other team. And the coach pulls us into a huddle and he says, all right, let's welcome Jennings to the team. Um, Jennings, congratulations. Just want to tell you, uh, would like you to cut your hair. <laughs> I was like, no problem. Oh yeah. No, I was like, okay. shit, I got places to go. Yeah. You were, in you know, I was, I was like, let's get down. So Sick. made the team and we smoked that team that cut me and thank God that he cut me because if I went to that school and he would have taught me volleyball, I would have got my ass kicked, probably would have partied for the next four or five years. And I don't know what I'd be doing today. So thank God that he cut me, sent me down the street to golden West to an awesome coach that I still talk to today. Rad. And it was a blessing. And I got a scholarship to a division one. We won a national championship. So sick and went to the beach and uh next chapter met my wife oh. <laughs> that was where's the popcorn that was a <laughs> but that was hold on okay really quick we have to just talk about that one for one second because how rad of your brother how you know the the closeness that you felt and how he just he didn't he was like hold on stop crying like we're gonna we're gonna make oh this yeah happen. and he was not kidding he, he was serious like, he was like yeah. what are you doing shut up basically shut up get your shit together and start kicking some ass because i know you can it was never like don't talk to me like that we were past that right yeah so he oh when i walked out of the gym and we were walking next to each other i'll never forget and he goes that was one of the fucking coolest things i've ever seen dude you walked into that gym and straight balled out yeah he was like you balled out and you knew none of those guys and you were not nervous and you were a leader because quarterback you got to be so it's one of those things rocks where I, uh, when i got on the court in soccer or basketball or volleyball or whatever it was i was always like it was like i put my superhero outfit on now i could be me it was the coolest thing it's, where it's, do you think that came from just like <laughs> I didn't have 
I, I don't know. I didn't have it in school. Yeah. So I just was so lucky to find it playing sports. It was I mean, just like a real passion. The passion put you in that position to feel that way, right? Yeah, I could yeah. make noise there. I could be myself. I could be a leader, but I could also yourself. be a team leader. Yeah. I, I had peers. I had people that we were on the same level. I was on the same level with. And in class, I was hiding do not call on me, and if you do, I'm giving you a one-word answer, and I'm gonna get it right, and I'm done. But I wouldn't get it right, or I'd later. Feel like you're an introvert. I was. I was so yeah. shy, man. You were, but not anymore. When my parents split up, my grandma said I was four years old, and my parents divorced, and it broke. She said it broke your heart. She said you were you became very quiet and reserved and closed up. Interesting. Yeah, and I got really shy, and when I was in the classroom, it was like, do not call on me, wow. and. I didn't cheat off other people's papers. Mm -hmm. I just did the bare minimum. Give me yeah. a give me a B and get me out of here. And I would get C's. And then in high school, you got you're gonna pay because I'm not showing up. Yeah. You know, I'm not I'm not organized. I'm not disciplined. I'm going to school, but then I'm finding ways to ditch every chance it just I can. Sounds like you were uninspired. It doesn't sound you know. No, I didn't get I'm it. I thought it was a job. You didn't, oh yeah. I thought education was a mandatory thing that was bullshit that, what am I doing here? Were you, so were you kind of rebelling? I didn't, no, I just, I, I guess it just evolved into, I'm not good at it, why am I doing it? Got it. And yeah. I didn't, un, I, but I didn't understand the importance of education. Yeah. I didn't understand that it was important, even though people are like, what are you going to do? What are you going to get your but, degree okay, in? hold on. I'm going to say this because... Maybe this is just for my own self. <laughs> Maybe. No, because like I said, third grade, what am I, nine years old? And I'm, you know, dad walks by, doors open. Good job, kid. I'm just reading the encyclopedia, right? But I was horrible in school. I struggled. I was like a C. I consider myself to be very, um, I mean, listen, I'm a geek. I study biology on Friday nights. Like, how can I know more about the brain? And, you know, this is, I love learning. I'm a curious fucking human, right? But where I'm going with this is that school, especially in our time, I mean, I think things are a little different, maybe moving in a better direction, but we're not all, we don't, everyone's so different. The way that we respond, the things that inspire us. I can say this, my favorite classes were the ones where um, they weren't monotone, there was more engagement where kids, when we were kind of engaging with each other more, like group sessions and stuff like that. Like, I like that interaction, but if it's just, I don't remember learning anything, to be honest with you, straight up. I remember my, I think it was my history teacher at one point was like, what are you gonna do? You know, move to Hawaii and eat bananas? I'm like, pretty much. Definitely, and I did literally. What's right? your fallback? Like, it's like, but the thing about it is just you know I don't think it's a matter of I don't I don't always think I I don't how do I say this I don't think that it's necessarily um, not seeing education as this great thing. It's the delivery too. No, it is. You're Fuck. right. And and just thinking about that, I had a math teacher in a really hard algebra class that I got an A in. And I remember him taking my friend outside and pushing him against the wall. And this guy was hard. The reason he got pissed, my friend was being a punk. But this guy really took the role. He, he made sure the attendance was taken care of first. Yeah. And then when you were there, he truly taught you and he didn't let you get a C or, or a bad grade. 
even though kids did in there. Yeah. But I excelled because he was so disciplined oriented too. Mm -hmm. And that's crazy you say that because I didn't understand how important education was. I understood what it was like to go home and dribble a basketball with my left hand because my right hand was really good. And my brother said, take the basketball and dribble around the court a hundred times with your left hand and do layups with it. Now I do layups with my left hand better than my right. But the point is, is that when somebody gives you direction and cares about what they're teaching you. Totally. Um, and then I go into other classes where a teacher's like, why are you here? Yeah. And I'm like, what do you mean? He's like, you show up like three times a week. You have an F. Why? Because I walked in late. And I go, I don't know. And he goes, why are you here? And I go, I don't know. And I grabbed my bag and I walked out. Whereas the other teacher would have said, get your shit to, and explained it and made me pay for it in whatever sure. way. So you're right. Sure. I think it's the way that it's presented. Teachers matter. Um, and, and you can even feel one way about something or not even. You were being so honest, by the way. You're like, I actually really don't know. You want to help me out, teacher? I don't know <laughs> why, why I'm in this chemistry class because <laughs> I'm so into animals. I know more about animals and things. Well, yeah. that would be biology. But sure. chemistry, we, we were learning things that are super interesting to me now. Right. And then I just didn't care and whether it was the presentation or what, or maybe it was just knowing somebody gave a shit that you were doing well in the class. So when this teacher went out, the math teacher shoved my friend up against the wall. I knew at that age even that, dude, that guy's shoving you against the wall because he sees what a dumbass you're being. Yeah. Not because right. he's not, he's not prideful. Yeah. He wasn't being prideful. So I found him. Mm -hmm. um, I found him eight years ago. So I'm 43. Eight years ago, I would have been graduated 23 years or whatever, 26 years. And I called that math teacher. I searched and destroyed. And I no called way. him. Yeah. And I called him and said, you will not remember who I am. But I told him, I said, I am in the process of going to the Olympics. I'm the third best team in America right now. I need to be one or two. And I just wanted to call and find you and tell you that I remember you as a teacher and thank you. And that you, um, you inspired me. I got an A in all my other classes. I probably had D's and C's and an F here and there. That's so dope. It was a cool car. And he was, he was super, super moved. Yeah. He was stoked, but he was just like how he is super, um, just one of those cool mili it, militant teachers. He was the basketball coach too. We had 4,500 kids at our school. So our, ba our basketball and sports were awesome. But anyway, yeah. Yeah, that's amazing. Discipline is, is huge. And being accountable, um, when people hold you accountable, all the people that I've looked up to that have been mentors to me were, were very disciplined and they held me accountable. And so those two things work very well for me. They stuck with you. And yeah. You, I mean, not only obviously it's just part of who you are, but it's also what you're expressing every day in front of your kids. Again, leading by example. So it's, you know, affecting, influencing them too, which is rad. Yeah. So when you, um, <laughs> what do you think the biggest lesson was? I'm just curious. In that moment where you got onto that new team and you're about to cut your hair and... <laughs> What's the biggest thing that you learned about yourself in that moment? If you can remember. Oh man, that it don't, it just doesn't matter, dude. You walk into a room and you got it. You got it. Like I didn't need, 
I don't need, I didn't need catering to. My brother just made it like, oh, let's go, let's ride, let's go. And like you said, that, that, yeah, he was a huge help in that. I probably wouldn't have made it to that tryout. I mean, I eventually would have somehow, somewhere. Um, but no, he was a huge piece of the puzzle. And I think that, yeah, he for sure gave me confidence, but he gave me confidence from 150 miles away too. Like, right he didn't need to be there holding my hand that's not what got that's what got me in the door and once i got in the door i was by myself yeah i mean i was solo with those guys those guys all became buddies we won a championship together and um i think that the the lesson that i learned was you can ride solo and you can be prepared for, i was very prepared there's no question i was prepared for that moment i was mean I was a leader in high school and my coach um, embraced that. Yeah. He loved it. I still talk to that high school coach. I tell him, you were the greatest thing that ever happened to me in my high school career because when I did get cut, you made me go in the gym every day. You didn't cut me and say, you punk ass kid, you better be ready next year because we won the championship my sophomore year, my junior year, I was ineligible. He held me accountable and said, not only are you ineligible, and you're going to be in the gym every day with us training and taking stats at games on the bench. You're going to go and tell your peers, your peers are your teammates. If you don't know that, like, you know, yeah. sarcastically busting my balls. And I'm like, yeah. And he said, you're going to go in the gym right now and you're going to tell them that you're ineligible. Tough guy. So I had to go in the gym in front of all my teammates that we won and um he held me accountable he let me go to practice which kept me engaged in the game because i would have been smoking more dope and drinking more than i was and i was drinking and doing a lot of things i shouldn't have been and while you were kicking butt at that time too in high school yeah, like oh, got it. but if i wouldn't have been playing sports yeah 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 yeah, you know, it like, would have taken 25% of my time. It would have been into the 75% of my time. And if he right. wouldn't have made me continue to stay on the team and engaged, yeah. I don't know if I would have been back my senior year. Who knows? But I credit him with was just hanging in there with me. It's part of the reason I want to work with kids, why I want to coach kids. I was literally just thinking, yeah. It's so fun. So you pay it back um, and... Um, yeah, I want to instill those things in my kids, but I, I, I certainly don't want them to think I, it's so cool because I get to tell them all the stories that I've had in my life. And then I get to then I get to tell them. But the biggest, the gnarliest, the meanest killers are the ones that are grounded, the, that have the most groundedness about them. Yeah. For instance, your mom, you know, she comes from a house where there was plenty to eat. She comes from a house where she was getting great grades. She was taught at a young age in these private, you know, Catholic schools how to learn how important it was. You know, being seasoned for college goes to Stanford. Had totally opposite, opposite lives. Totally. Yeah. And she is got bigger fangs than anybody from the street I've ever run into. Because I always used to be like, I'm from the streets, at least my streets, Vegas. And I'm coming to chop you down, your pretty boy from Cali that has a clean house and a maid. I'm going to chop you down. 
And I did a lot of them. There was a lot of them that were soft and that I did chop down. And the ones from the streets weren't necessarily meaner than the ones that weren't from the streets. And I learned that fast when I met Carrie. I was like, dude, she's as hungry as me. (laughs) And she doesn't have (laughs) to be. Was that one of those attractive things? Like 100%. Yeah. Because it's almost like a, wait, what the fuck? How is this possible, right? Oh, the record scratch. I'm like, right. That's you, so sick. You want to work out as hard as I do? Like, I thought people that were hungry only worked that hard. Yeah. You know, that are in the, the Rocky Balboa gyms, not the ones that that had a car when they were 16. I mean, it's... Because <laughs> I certainly didn't know what that was like. Right. Well, you know, I mean, I think it's like, you know, it's the lion in her heart and the lion in your heart, you know, it's like your yeah. heart, that's, it doesn't matter, you know, what, if you were raised with everything easy for you versus, you know, I come from your side. I'm the fucking, you know, tons of adversity in childhood. You yeah. Know? Um, and, and after that, but you know, um, it's the meeting of hearts. It's, it's a certain kind of heart in a person that I think it doesn't matter all that other shit doesn't matter. You either have that in your heart and that's who you are and that's what you're what is going to be dominating your expression in life in all areas um or not. So that had to have been or I mean how often gosh. that it's watered and and yeah. how much, how often is it able to get that that water? Yeah. How the seed how often does the seed get watered if you have it instilled with you if you come from the streets cuz it can go the other way too. You for can become sure. a badass gangster. Yeah, yeah. You no, can become sure. a criminal with a lot of passion yeah. and you're hard or you can spin it. And with someone like Carrie, her adversity was was different. I mean, I always laugh. I'm like I think the first time I I they kissed a girl with my old my older brother and I played spin the bottle. I was 12 years old, like <laughs> And Carrie's like, I didn't kiss anyone till college. And I'm just like, that's just another, like, it's so crazy. She's like, I wasn't ready for you. If we would have met in high school, we would have been, I was like, I would have loved you because you're beat. Like, you're just, you're, you, you have everything. Like what I always thought, what I, I did think was that there was a mountaintop that you get to and you put your feet up and you're like, made it suckers. (laughs) Like, and, and. There's no such thing, and that's a beautiful thing. Oh my gosh, the world would be horrific if there was. But Carrie um, really taught me that 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 lesson of someone that came from the dual parent house um, that went to Stanford, that had a car when she was 16, went to a Catholic school. Like I, just the more things that matched up, it was like, whoa, man, like. And you're still hungry. I thought like that you would probably be soft, you know. Sure. And she is certainly not that. And there's a lot of other people that I know that are certainly not soft. I mean, I always look at the athletes. Now I'm now I'm looking for them. You know, Tom Brady's. What was your house like? What was Peyton Manning? What was, um, you know, Richard Sherman had his mom raised him. There's 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 different dynamics, but the one that is most consistent is mom and dad and a good foundation and grounded in a good education, Michael Jordan. <laughs> the badasses have the biggest or, fangs, right? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think that's the ultimate goal, I would imagine, if you're going to 
if you want to be a parent, you know, or have, if you want to be a parent, ideally you want the environment to be sound, you know, and healthy to raise your kids. Doesn't always work out that way. Um, but yeah, that, that, you know, they can still go down a horrible road. No, for sure. Yeah, for sure. Money, money don't. Yeah. It doesn't do that. Well, yeah, it's so much more than money. Yeah, it's know. not the money. Yeah, no. <laughs> it's not having uh, Lucky Charms in the, in the fridge. That's God, not... Lucky Charms. My, that was my favorite. Hold up, like cold... Did you guys have this in your house? So Lucky Charms? Oh, no, wait, hold on. No, wait, actually... <laughs> wait, hold on. No. So in my family, because there's so many kids, right? And we grew up, you know, our childhood was... The mixture of, you know, driving to school in Mercedes and no, there's no food in the house, you know? So we, that duality. That oh, we have, yeah. Yeah. And so, <laughs> this is all going back to the cereal. You know, we're hungry. We're athletes. Like, I was a competitive runner, right? My brothers and we're always just moving and active. And so, the fucking cereal was life. Like, literally. Oh, yeah. Last bowl. <laughs> Did you have last bowl battles? Oh, <laughs> there was no battle. It was you got it, or you, there was grape nuts, cornflakes, <laughs> and nuts. I I mixed water with butter one time to try to make what? milk. Yeah, I was like, ooh, if I take this butter and put it in water, maybe I can come up with some milk. When I was like, I don't know, nine years old. I mean, that was you were trying chemistry. But, I want to tell you That's that so one more thing about those the kid thing is that I my kids are in sports now. And when you go to sports and you rub shoulders with these parents or these or coaches, the coaches said to me last year, this kid, this team we're playing is from Compton. They're they're hungry and this is all they have. And I'm like, "What?" Like telling me what I thought when I was a kid. I'm like, "My kid lives near the beach." in a really nice house because we busted ass. And if we didn't teach him how important it was to work hard and to be doing what he is doing, mm-hmm. if we didn't teach that, we wouldn't be doing ourselves a favor and certainly not him. And so the last thing I'm going to tell my kid is that that kid's hungrier than you because he doesn't have socks with no holes in them. My kid wears yeah. his socks with holes in them all the time because he doesn't give a shit. That's or, what I want. Yeah. I wish I didn't care. My yeah. kids are like, Dad, I'm like, dude, do you want some new cleats? He's like, no, Dad, these are awesome. And they're banged up. Yeah. And the coach is like, these, look at these kids' cleats. And he's like talking about, I know what he's trying to do. He's trying to get them to be hungry. Yeah. I'm like, this ain't the time. Right. You tell these kids, I don't care that you didn't eat a ham cha- sandwich with the crust cut off. Right. I'm kicking your ass yeah. in soccer, homeboy. Like, yeah. Yeah. that's what I want my kids to be. I want them to have, um, not, if they, whatever, they have the things that they want, but they respect it and they're still dragons. Yeah. That's the dream. <laughs> That's the dream. <laughs> the dragons. Do yeah. you watch Game of Thrones? No. I don't either. I just was no. curious. Someone told me that. Sunday and people are all like. It's huge. Yeah. Oh, is this the day? Yes, it's like, yeah, it's the day. I don't know. I can't with TV. Um, I don't I don't watch Game of Thrones. I no. live it. You Roxy. Are, seriously. <laughs> no. You're all dragons. You're a dragon. I mean, I would like to think I am. I mean, I'm wearing the dragon on me, right? My soul. Bruce Lee. Yeah. Yeah, dude. The dragon, so, okay, so you meet your dragon, I mean, <laughs> you meet your golden dragon, 
Six feet of sunshine. Seriously. What do you think is the greatest thing? Oh, I feel like an asshole answering, or like asking you these questions, but I'm really curious. What do you think is one of the greatest things that Carrie has, um, has done to inspire your personal evolution? Um, she has probably been the most persistent and diligent person I have ever seen or been around in my life or ever known in all aspects. I mean, she can, um, she can work and slave away, but still, you know, in her mind be connected to you know us she's in brazil right now and she you know her love and it's not with her it's not out of sight out of mind you know no. which most humans you know you kind of for me i get prepared for these trips where i'm just like just, it's just go time like i got to put my head down i got to keep things on point here at the house i got to make sure uh, everything's tight bills um the kids uh, whatever it is, yeah. I can't even think of the list, but when she's away, uh, my goal is to, is to burn time with positivity and, and just working, keeping my head down. And when she's away, she gets, she has a lot of downtime, but she works her ass off on the road yeah. and is able to st stay connected mentally. Even if we don't like, sometimes she's just weird hours you don't get to connect for sure so you don't you don't facetime or talk on the phone or anything for two days or whatever it is and even when you do the kids are we're doing something or it's really loud or windy outside we can't really talk she's got to go to bed she's got to play the next day but yeah. she does a good job of staying um connected regardless of how many balls she has in the air um she's just an example of somebody i, I would think that the the greatest thing about carrie is the um, if we were all plants in the world, she would be a redwood that grows and grows and grows. It grows in diameter and it grows in height. And she is relentlessly growing in her life. She's, she is probably the best person she could possibly be from the day she was born till now and striving to do better every single day. And she does it by example. And, um, you know, doesn't mean she can't be a snot once in a while, <laughs> For sure. but that's, I don't want her. I don't, yeah. She's fucking tired. Right. Like. I don't, I just don't, I don't, I, for her <laughs> sake, I don't want to paint her as this perfect thing. Um, but she really is somebody that is consistently driving to better, to maximize her potential. That's probably the number one thing that, uh, that inspires you. Oh yeah. You can't help, but be like, yeah. well, my wife's going to be jacked up and ripped like that. By the time she comes <laughs> home, I better cut out the donuts, you know? No, but not just aesthetically. No, but... I can't look, it's not the look. It's just the, it's the healthy life that she lives that you're like, yeah, yeah dude. No, but just like in I the capableness, I feel like I said today. I was like, "Oh my God, how am I going to get this all done?" Like I'm, fuck, I, I've got this much time, and I've got this stack of, you know, things that I got to do, and I, and and you know, I'm we're the same. Like I'm, I don't half ass. It's all ass. I'm all in with all <laughs> ass in everything. So <laughs> I, I don't, you know, I need to be my hundred, and you know, in everything that I'm doing. But I was literally thinking, I'm like, 
I, I guess it's a story. It, for me, it's it's a source of inspiration where I feel like, um, look at your best friend. Look what she fucking does. So if if this is hard, it's okay. You got this. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. No, yeah, relating to her for sure. She's yeah. an inspiration. <laughs> I mean, people are always like, you know, Carrie's such an inspiration, or you know, that that she she. Fortunately, there's that platform out there that people can get to know her. But her friends and people, family like you, are the ones that get to. We get the most, you know, get to out of it. From it, in, yeah, yeah, in the, yeah. Oh man, I wonder what she would say about. I'm gonna ask her. I'm gonna ask her the same question on the podcast because essentially, it's not just um, the greatest thing about her. It's like how the thing that has made you become better, a better version of yourself by witnessing, which still connects to what you said, but unless you want to throw something else out there. <laughs> no, like oh, that what makes me, what what part of her brings the best out of me? Yeah. I mean, there's a lot. I mean, there's, over how many years now? She's, yeah, forgiveness. There's a lot of things that you have to have as a couple in this life. And if you don't have them, you will... Um, probably not be a couple anymore there's some things and forgiveness is a huge one um forgiveness understanding um just the commitment to each other being able to fight with and for each other when shit's not going right she has all those traits and i have a lot of those traits um as well but yeah i i don't know she's just uh She's relentless. That's inspiring alone. Relentless at everything she does, and it's all for the good. She's she's never doing anything to try to get fame or money or power. It's all out of the goodness of her heart, and that's where the six feet of sunshine. But you know, like I said, do not underestimate the teeth of that dragon. It looks real sweet and nice, but um, she's got some bite, and that's what I love. Of course, I love that. Well, you have bite, and I know. I mean, you are her everything. Like it's, I know personally as one of her very best friends, like it's almost like her kryptonite is, um, it's the fucking time away from you guys. It's gnarly for her, right? She's gnarly. Like it mm -hmm. literally, you know. We're her kryptonite and her cape. Yeah. Well, it's, that's how my family is. Yeah. Yeah. Well, like it's a bit, cause well, it makes so much sense, right? Because it's the thing you care about the most that could devastate you the most, right? In a way. Right? Oh yeah, so for like sure. Being away from, you know, I mean, you, you, yeah, being away from you guys, I know, is the hardest thing. And you are her, you're her everything. I mean, it's funny because you you talk about her fire, and yes, Carrie has fucking fire and things. I don't know. It made me think about my favorite time that I've ever watched you play volleyball you're actually and I didn't even grow up playing volleyball bear with me do the dance right now but I obviously came to love volleyball from having you guys in my life but do you know what I'm fucking talking I about I remember Manhattan dude <laughs> 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 hold on because <laughs> Casey that was that was such a rat I and mean, that's the year you guys both won there were fucking hecklers in the crowd i mean they're all you're such you're like one of the best players to watch because you're so feisty and fiery you're focused it's not like you know but you like you let it out and it's and i relate to that i have fun with that and when there were hecklers and oh crowd, yeah it was, it was on tv too the raiders and i'm like 
I'm gnarly for my people too, right? Oh yeah. Like we're the same. We get we all have things. Like if you come near our people, like you're fucked. And so I hear them and I'm just like, ah, but I'm watching you just be fiery and yeah. So just kind of um expanding on this topic of fire because yes, your golden dragon is fire. And what does she call you? Fucking I don't know, you guys can keep it to yourself, but What does she call me? I can't think of she I don't think she has a uh what does she call you? Her everything. You're, she's literally, those are words. Like, Casey. Yeah, no. My, I mean, my nicknames that I w- was given in volleyball, like she Bunny. did not give me. <laughs> no. I was, that was the Wolverine. I was Casey the Kid. I was uh, the White Dragon. The Brazilians call me the White Dragon. And uh, yeah, she's, uh, what does she call me? I don't know. She, I don't. I, I don't think she has a. Uh, we don't. These, these are great because it's gonna come back around when I do a podcast with her. What yeah. do you think is the greatest thing that? What do you What are you most proud of? Um, how many years has it been together? Seventeen. You guys have been together, right? Yeah. I confuse you with my brother and his wife. It's like twenty. Eighteen years. years. Okay, eighteen years. What are you most proud of about your dynamic your relationship over all these years all the things that you guys have been through from day one where you guys were playing against each other which is by the way it's so fucking rad you met your wife playing against her <laughs> how many people can say that yeah That's so sick met her on the beach hit a ball and she almost took one off the face separate- wait, wait hold on let's paint this for a second I want to go there for that. Do you remember the temperature? Do you remember the weather? Oh no, it was a nice. It was a. It was like uh, it was April. It was, um, I believe, March or April. It was a nice day in Huntington Beach. Misty May's mom asked if I could come over and hit some balls at the girls, and I was done training. And the day was. It was like four. I mean, it was getting later in the day for sure. And anyway, I'm playing against them in the very last point. I go up as hard as I can to finish the game. And um, Misty was basically giving her a tryout. She had seen her play in the Olympics in 2000 and was like, we should bring that girl out to the beach and play next to me and I'll play defense, blah, 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 with her dad and mom. And so the very last point comes up. And I see her pull off the net, which means there's it's an open net, and I'm just going to smash it as hard as I can. And I hadn't done that in the whole game we were playing just because I was trying to get them. We were getting reps and stuff, and you don't do that. Yeah. So I was just going to bury this ball. And, you know, being, the, what was I, 24 years old, and I go up and I go to smash it, and she runs towards the net. And the ball bounces off her hands, which are covering her face. But she's trying to play defense on it. And I hit it as hard. I mean, pretty close to as hard as I can. It bounces off her and way towards the ocean. And I look at her like, I'm like, oh, my gosh, I'm so sorry. I was like, hey, I come under the net. I'm like, dang, I didn't know you were going to run up and try to. She said, sorry for what? And I was like, well, okay. I looked at her. I was like, OK, I guess I'm not. All right, and then she. That's um, fucking spicy. Yeah, it, it was it was pretty guts like, wow. Well, it was, oh you know God. it was one of those things. 
I mean, if I were to hurt her face or broke her wrist or something, I'd have been such an idiot. But she was like, no worries. She was there to battle. And it was like, she wasn't there. That wasn't a move to impress Misty. It was her own, like, it was her. Yeah. It's who she was. And she was competing, period. And it wasn't like, even though she was trying out, she wasn't scared to to not make the team because this seemed like what she was going to do. Anyway, I met her... uh, Two weeks later, I was doing sprints and burpees and push-ups and stuff on the beach, and I saw her doing the same thing, walked towards her, and she um, and I, we started to talk. We ended up going to 24-hour fitness right there on Main Street in Huntington Beach and lifted weights together, and that was pretty much it. That was it. That was the start of everything. Yeah, it was yeah. the start of a lot of that. I can't believe it was. That's incredible. Yeah, so we've been married 15 years, December coming up. And, um, you know, the, the I think the coolest thing that we've done together as a couple has we've hung on, literally hung on by like fingernails on the ledge. Yeah. And there's been times in our relationship where I thought it was done thought it was over i was i was on my part i was pretty pretty close to being done and um you know we hung in there we did the work that needed to be done yeah we got some outside help and some people to get involved and i was like what dude you can't you can't turn this train around like it doesn't work like that and they're like well if you do the work you can and i said well i know how to work a shovel and I know how to labor, so give me the work, and I'll go do the homework. And we did the homework. She did her homework, and nobody pointed a finger at the other, although that was the case at times. Um, This situation, we were able to turn the mirror on ourselves and came back stronger than ever. And you still go have flashes of stuff happen, Mm -hmm. but you always know the the work that you have to do is your own and it's been really cool that's one of the most impressive things about our relationship that i think is that we've both been able to survive some storms a lot of storms yeah and thrive from them and then thrive yeah Yeah. no for sure that's one of the yeah that's that just makes you it's like you're stronger and stronger and stronger because of it it's like uh yeah it, yeah, because you've been you, through shit. So yeah, it's you like become, even if there's an argument or something coming, you're like, dude, we've been to the bottom. I mean, I imagine. But yeah, the roots are deeper into the ground now, for shit. sure. Yeah. You think they're deep at certain times, and there's all kinds of reasons in this life or excuses or people that are like, well, it's sometimes you just get divorced, you know, and that's just yeah. the way it is. And it's true, but your own situation is unique, although we all, I talk to a zillion people about this situation, and we're all so the same, yeah. but so unique. And so, I don't know, yeah, we, we have been resilient and made it through some gnarly shit and it's been well 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 worth it i can't even believe it looking back i tell people i'm like dude you can fall out of love and you can fall back into love and i i'm telling you that you can be deeper in love than you ever were in your entire life with the same person that you think i don't ever want to be around or 
it's horrible to say that to right now to even think that I was at that point but I try to grab people and say dude I swear trust me you just have to do the work man you have to like there and the work isn't it's worth it dude it's worth it you have to feel like it's worth it I mean it's I feel like that the main thing you know it's one part of the work but the real thing was that you both were down to do it i wasn't i wasn't no i was i wasn't down i was like non-believer but what made you he said he said i said are you telling me that if i do your homework that i can change the way that i feel right now and he goes yeah you have to do the work and i said give me the work like give me the work let me see this. So it's like a curiosity. And he goes, I'm like, not... See this is true. Yeah, yeah. I was like, give yeah. me it. I'll, 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 yeah. I'll show you. I'll show you that I'll do the work. And that this, you know, and then you do the work and you become humbled and you look in the mirror and you're like, I'm an idiot. And, and she was out there doing the work herself. Yeah. Thinking and the same thing. I'm an idiot, I'm sure. Well, yeah. I mean, I'm not speaking I don't for know. her. No, but saying, yeah, like, we came... Better realization... On individually, yeah, about where you were, who you were being, as Casey, the husband, as Casey, just the man, right? Period. And who yeah. she was being, you know, as your woman and as Carrie herself, like you had a deep, deeper look into self, right? Oh yeah, yeah. It, it, it's inevitable that it's just a matter of time for that mirror to come around and it's yeah. if, if you're willing to stop it and look and really take note of it instead of just pushing it aside yeah and there came a point to where you're like oh my gosh i gotta look <laughs> i'm looking in the mirror <laughs> i'm so stupid like i did i've done so many things on my end to mess this up i haven't done what i i set out to do me not looking at anything else me what did you do what are you responsible for and um that really hit me hard and you know it really proved to be something special and carrie and i came back together um through all of that and have been you know stronger because of it without a doubt like our roots are deeper now and we still there's still nights where you know, I have to sleep downstairs or I want to sleep on the couch or I'm frustrated. I'm, but it's, it's just, it's a different, it's Dude. different. Yeah. For sure. <laughs> it's almost like, uh, so I have a friend in my life who we've been, you know, it's like over almost three decades of, you know, best friends, but we have tried, we've divorced so many times. We have tried to not be friends. Like, oh, fuck it, it ain't going to work. We've gone on, like, I think the longest break was um, two years of no talking. Whoa. Yeah, dude. And then, but it's like, you're entangled. It, it, when you, when there's real history, when there's real love, um, you can get off alignment. And that's what essentially would happen with me and her, where we're just like, whoa, frequency's off, you know? And you can't, you, you could try and fight and keep it together. And we certainly did that. But like, then there comes a point where it's like, yeah, no, we're just not on the same frequency. But then somehow, some way we're doing our lives as individuals. And then, you know, the frequency kind of lines back up and then here we are. And now it's like a joke because after so many attempts to not be friends anymore, <laughs> 
it's like now when shit goes down, even if there is a timeout, we're like, yeah, whatever. We already know we're coming. And I'm talking like maybe we're blocking each other. I've never blocked. She's the fucking blocker, but she would laugh if she heard it because it's true. But the point <laughs> that I'm trying to say is like, <laughs> and I ain't talking about volleyball. I'm like, you fucking block delete. Me? Really? I'm like, come on, man. But you know, but the point is, is like, you can't when it's when there's really something there there's really something there and when you go through when you really go through things in life with someone there's something to be said about that and i think that that holds you together sometimes whether you like it or not and you know i think that as we continue to um you know go through life all of us right i'm going to be 41 in a couple of weeks 43 it's like you really start to, not only are we learning as individuals and growing, but like just even understanding relationships and dynamics sure. with other people and then seeing what really matters and who sticks around and why, I don't know. All this stuff comes into play. I can bring it back to full circle to say that I imagine that now when there are those moments as heated as they might be, you're fucking sleeping in the garage or whatever. I'm just kidding. Right. Backyard <laughs> and tent. Like, but like at the end of the day, you just know like it's a passing storm because you've been, you've been in the fucking hurricane season. Yeah, it's a lot. It's a lot smaller yeah. of a. I mean, yeah, I, I um. So. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I saw you going to. I was going to say something that about it because it's it's an information thing. I think that when you have information about certain things, you believe in them. Some people have to see things to believe them. I don't. Like if someone tells me that something is possible, it just en enhances my belief in it so much. But some things you need information about. And something like this, to snap somebody out of it, if there's one thing I could tell someone that's in a relationship is that you won't believe it. Like you, you can't even, it, the information that I would want to give them is that you, that it is possible to fall out of love and back with someone and even more so, which is crazy. And cause there's a lot of people that go, I'm out. Yeah. I'm out, dude. There's no way yeah. you're so far away. And then it's, and then, uh, there's some work that you can do and yeah. it's really fun, um, to go look back for me and, and to have that situation in our lives that that happened not fun but it's reflective to be like man dude that is incredible it, it really that is, is incredible that you guys get to be an example of it being possible like it's a real it's true yeah it's, yeah, it's for dope. real and if you do you do the work um so sometimes it's information that that you need to have i trusted somebody that said yeah if you do the work mm -hmm. and i said okay i'll take you up on that doc yeah. And it wasn't it wasn't sarcastic like I'll show you that I'll still feel the same way, but it was there was a trust. Yeah. That was like, okay, man, give me the work and I'll do it. And the first 12 days that I did the work, yeah. I was the same on the 11th day, on the 12th day is when it, it turned like that. It was oh, like really? yeah, the mirror, the mirror turned. It was cool. That's I can sh the the homework was write a write a letter to your wife every single day. And I'd write letters and I'd throw them away. And I was like, that's not sincere. And I'd write another one. I love you. I miss you. That's not sincere. And then I'd write another one and I'd try to do different things. 
and I just kept my attention on my wife. And I kept my attention, and by the 12th day, I remember I wrote this really cool letter, and I started to like cry and let it out, and I started to see that what she was going through versus me, 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 me. What am I going through? I started to see what she had to deal with rather than what I had to deal with. And I think she was doing the same thing. So that was a huge piece of the puzzle. It was rad. I was for, I threw, I don't know how many letters away. It was more than 11 in those days because I wrote more than one attempt every day. And I remember just being pissed. So anyway, that was one of the... um, That's huge though. And it takes, one of the, I think the most important things to point out is that you had to be, you you. You have to be so fucking honest, and that's where uh, a lot of people either they don't, they just won't, they can't. You got to be honest. You got to be willing to see things that maybe you don't want to see, you know, you, which is looking outside of yeah. the perspective of me. Yeah. Right. And, and it getting takes a time. View. Yeah. To and crack then, the egg sometimes. Like, it took oh, 12 yeah. days for me, isolation, 12 days. Yeah. And I finally was like, whoa. Because the ninth day I could have walked out and been like, no, it's been nine days. I've been doing this. I can't write a letter, but it's it's the time that you put into, yeah. Some people will bail. It doesn't, it doesn't have, someone doesn't tell you that and then you just, okay, I'll write letter. And then the 12th day comes and it didn't happen. It didn't work. You got to do it for 24 more days or you got to keep, how long are you willing to stay in that fight? I had a three month old boy at that time. Right. And I was willing to be in that fight for, I don't know how much longer. I I wouldn't hate to put a number on it, but I was willing to trust somebody that was told me something that I didn't know. I trusted him. I did it, and holy smokes! Yeah, and then here you are, and you guys are still doing work every day. Just as I feel like, let's be real. I mean, to go through life with one, (laughs) like it is. Get, it's if anything, it's getting harder and harder. I think to do life with one person in the society we live in, and like all the things that we, you know, it's like back in the day, it was probably a lot easier, you know. But it's I, I do think it could be harder now, you know. It depends on who you are, what you're paying attention to. But just over yeah. the the your kids will most likely, I would put money on this, will do a great job at being great partners and essentially being consistent you know when you're talking about i could have quit on the ninth day like my mind is thinking yeah but if for anybody who's been listening to this for everybody who's been listening to this entire episode you one thing that's very clear is like when you're in something you're in it and you're not a quitter and you're gonna go forward and you're consistent carries that way too right i mean that was the thing persistent yeah yeah and at times one's um more persistent than the other you 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 transfer it it like flows back and forth right yeah one can one can carry more of the weight sometimes and the other one can carry more of the weight yeah um other times and i think that's cool the flow of it yeah for sure okay so um you i want to ask you a few more questions before i release you back to your babes Mm -hmm. um okay so you are starting a podcast, which we talked about in broad strokes earlier, but I'm really inspired by this. Cause like I said, I really believe that it's something as someone who has had now I'm a year and a half deep into my podcast and it's, 
it just continues to inspire me more and more. The feedback I get, it's incredible. And I love connecting. Yeah. It's so funny. When I was in school, Casey, I got in trouble for talking. And I'm actually an introvert, but that's another... Everyone who's been listening to my podcast is like, bitch, we know you're an introvert. (laughs) No, but like I actually got in trouble one time in school where my mom had to come sit in class with me because I would talk. But the thing was, again, going back to like how we learn and what we're inspired by, I just loved engaging. I love communicating. I love stories, right? Sure. So, and I feel like you, I just know that you're going to get, it's going to hit you in a similar way. So I'm excited. So um, are you able to talk about some of the things that are inspiring you um, to start this podcast and what you want to get into a little bit? Yeah, I I think the symbol that I'm going to use for the artwork is a spiral um, because I want to to go in and out of um, whoever I'm interviewing or talking to uh, to go back into adolescence and come back out to where they are and to kind of relate the two, um, good or that bad, track. good and bad. Yeah. Yeah. I want to, I kind of want to stay in that, that zone. I want to know the, there's two, two reasons I want to do it. I mean, there's a lot of reasons I want to do it, but two of the main things I'm thinking of right now is that I want people that didn't have a great, warm, cozy home or had a different upbringing to understand and to be able to use some of the same things that they can get, that they are in charge of getting, um, getting themselves grounded, getting their mind right, instead of using these crutches that people continue to use that I didn't have my dad in the house and my mom smoked crack or whatever it was that people want to talk about. Or my parents were just super wealthy and threw money at nannies and yeah. the nannies raised us, but I want everyone to just get information. Um, and I'd like to provide it by talking to people that have either had really, really gnarly rough upbringings or really great upbringings where their parents were involved and that were there for them and give both sides of the equation information for all kinds of people. And I, and I want people that are in their 40s and 60s to be able to reflect and go, wow, dude, I, I'm still young enough. I'm still alive to be able to apply some of these things and and maybe have them go back and look at their life on some of the things that they can do now and maybe f- make, fix some relationships. But more so, I, I'm just, I'm looking to have fun with it and get to know people and about their adolescence and how I can add it into my life and um, what their father meant to them and their mother, what they applied in their life so that I can give it to my kids. That's dope. Yeah. That's, I'm so excited. Yeah, I'm I feel fired like up. There's space for that. It's needed. It's going to be sick. Yeah. I'm excited for you. Okay. Um, what I have a few things. Um, I want you to leave a time, kind of like a, like a time capsule. What's just, what's a little love note that you want to leave for your kids right now that maybe oh. one day they'll listen hummingbird Carrie is right you guys have a f- <laughs> you have a hummingbird farm then you're like there's a huge is, hummingbird that, feeder hummingbird right there on so the outside no to me. I'm just kidding usually you go Carrie, look there, there's a hummingbird it meant it meant something and then it, there's a huge honey feeder right <laughs> up at top that's like the size of a truck it, no, there's not. There's just hummingbirds here. That's just so special to me for my own special reasons, but I just love it. Yeah. Um, wait, okay, so 
Oh, uh, like love a, note to your kids. Yeah, just like a little message to them. Oh, Joey, Sundance, and Scout. Um, goodness, I hope that one day you can see how much your mother and father love you, even when we're grumpy and all of the things that we do have meaning and that you'll always have gratitude in this life and appreciate whether you're healthy, wealthy, rich, or poor, that you can always try to find the light and that you can have gratitude and believe in things that others may not and um, that you love yourself in your life. And that uh, you always know that you have people that love you. Even if they're not around you, but they love you. If they're in heaven or if we're still around, whatever it is, you have a lot of love. That is one excuse you can't use. You have <laughs> a lot, lot, lot of love. But always love yourself and have gratitude and believe in yourselves. And give back to others. Very, very important. I love you. Bejos. Bejo, bejo, ciao. <laughs> That's what I would tell. I love it. Like a little time capsule. Little yeah. Note, you know? Yeah. Because I'm anti Roxy. Like, we're doing this in cold life together. So <laughs> That's right. I'm, dro- anti- I'm going to drop this one day on them and be like, hey, guys, guess what? Like, Back to the Future. What a fucking great movie. That's a little great Delorean. little uh, archive you have. I like that. That's a good idea. Yeah. Time capsule. Time capsule. I like that. That's cool. That's what it's all about. People need to know our stories. That's the beauty of today is that we're able to tell our story and people are able to look back and go, wow, yeah, that's what my dad or cousin or uncle or whatever was doing. That's super cool. Or totally. That was really dorky or whatever. (laughs) Whatever. Right. Yeah. It doesn't matter. They get to see it. It's so good. Yeah. So before I get to my final question, I'm going to throw a few words at you and I just want you to tell me what they mean to you. (laughs) <laughs> no that's fine no your eyes i got it it was so serious it's hard to Dude, not premeditate to video already i'll get on that okay ready ready you can take your time okay challenge challenge uh life is a challenge and i appreciate that i'm thankful that it's a challenge and um, I'd have it no other way, knowing that that's how it is now. It's 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 exciting. You never know what you're gonna get. You don't. Right? <laughs> it's go. a challenge, it's like... and you have to be able to um, be like water yeah. and flow around the challenges and be in them and push against them. And yeah. it's really cool. I love that. As I grab Bruce on my shirt, um, love, love. Love is um, holding on when you don't want to. Love is family. Love is one of the, if not the most important thing on this planet. I agree. It's like the most powerful force, truly. It sounds like a fairy tale, but actually I think from an, it's, an, it's the most yeah, powerful force of energy. Ready for the next one? <laughs> You're like ready. You're like, like I'm throwing you balls. Like, <laughs> I'm serving to you. Failure. 
is all a part of it. Failure is all a part of it. You have to be willing. Someone was telling me the other day, you can't worry about what people think. And I'm like, no shit. That's what everybody says. Do you really? Can you really not care what anyone thinks? It's really hard. Um, and what that means is that can you step outside of something that you want to do and not be worried about what the world might think as failing? For instance, having a podcast. Yeah. Can you listen to yourself and not be like, like I've been doing, I've been doing little test runs here and there and I, I don't want to listen to myself. And then it's like, but I'm not concerned about like the things that will go through your head. I don't sound smart or I don't sound intelligent or my voice sounds weird. And why did I cut him off and do this? Put it out there, man. I'm going to, I'm going for it. And I li- the people that I listen to constantly say that. And to really live it is is not as easy as it is said. Yeah. Like, sure. um, it's hard to do, but really what you have to do is, is you have to be like, fuck it, I don't care. I really, I really, I've failed plenty in my life. If people want to look at, well, it's not failure because you're trying to get to, no, I've wrecked and crashed and I've been thrown from the car and survived, and I'm so glad. Like, I don't want to do things that are life-threatening. Like, and getting in a UFC ring, as you know, is life-threatening. You could die. G- doing a podcast and putting it on the air for yeah. people to criticize is not life and death, but it's very scary. Oh, yeah. Um, but I don't want it to be, so that makes me want to chase it more. Because yeah. I'm like, okay, I'm going to go do it, and I'm going to sound like a dumbass, I'm going to put it out there, and I don't... I, 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 really don't care no matter i'm gonna what. get a lot of information for myself for it so no, great and also you're always going to be the hardest critic of yourself right and sure. you don't know how people are going to respond to you what you might think is like oh my god i sucked it's like somebody's like oh my god that episode was a game changer for me thank you so much and on top of that you will only get better but we know and you know this i mean it's like i think sport really lends us this um wisdom is that you only get better through practice yeah right repetition repetition yeah the right repetition the right repetition. you have to be tactful in it and but yeah you failure is is a part of it it just is it has to be sick success success is just Success is constantly striving to be a better you, I think, in your life. Um, even though, you know, some days you might not be doing that, but like it's a, it's a, it's a conscious thing that you, you, you never let that go. I want to be a better person than I was yesterday, tomorrow. And you're constantly striving to be a better person and for me that is success to me in life because if i am the best person that i can possibly be on this earth the people around me my children my wife my friends will get the best me and they will get everything that i'm supposed to give them on my side which yeah. makes them great which yeah. will inspire or help them to be the best that they can be too so right Hell yeah. iron just the word. sharpens iron yeah and everybody because we're conduits of energy so Yes, your inner circle immediately gets it, but you're also impacting the world. 
you know, in that, in the greatest way as well. Right. Yeah. It's like, you're walking around and you're being this greatest expression of yourself. You're not, you know, I'll just leave it there. Sure. (laughs) Being the greatest expression of yourself. That is a contribution to the world. I agree. Yeah, it is. I love that. It's a ripple. You just framed it like that. Yeah. Ripple effect. Um, okay. So ready for the final question? Yes. The final. Okay. I want to keep singing that song. Um, the final well, countdown. dude, it's Mother's Day. <laughs> what do you want to leave to your beautiful golden dragon? What's a love note that you can... She's. It's not going to be a little time capsule because we know that she's going to be the first download to this. I did. I left it on her card. I wrote her a card yesterday and I can share it with you if I can remember it. Well, no. Okay, well, then I want you to tell something that she hasn't heard yet. What's a love note that you can give to your beautiful wife while she's away that when she hears this I can't come up with something it has to be that because she'll 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 keep that card but it's it's okay Actually, she can you know, hear it again she can yeah. hear it again it'll all be because you know it'll be great it's fine too? your kids when they hear the yeah. time capsule I'll wait till they're old enough to handle Auntie Roxy's mouth <laughs> that's today <laughs> they're they're watching naked and afraid while we're doing the podcast <laughs> I'm getting them numb to nudity because the teenage girls that are wearing bikinis down there, I'm like, oh my gosh. Oh, yeah. It's not. Oh, Scout. Scout's going to wear granny granny um, bottoms for the swimsuit. No, she's not. Scout's going to wear whatever she wants because she already does. She's incredible. She has better style than all of us. (laughs) She does. Um, yeah. Okay. So please then I said it was, it's mother's day and, um, my wife's favorite thing on the planet are cards when me or her mom or her dad or her, her young children write her cards. Like she loves that from us. And so I, I was writing the card and I said, I don't want to write the same. I don't write the same old card anyway. I never really do that. But so I always try to come up with something new. I said, I said, you're as smooth as Sade. Um, you're as fast as Muhammad Ali. Oh, you're, this is porn <laughs> for her ears. And you are as precise as Bruce Lee. Oh. And you... I'm trying to think. I said, you are as touching as Freddie Mercury. And um, who is there's five? Pretty sure there was five. Jordan? Um, (laughs) Oh, and you're as, and you're as um, loving and nurturing and beautiful and fierce as Mother Earth. I love you. Happy Mother's Day. That's dope. <laughs> That's amazing. So those are all my favorite. I mean, though, like Sade's my favorite. Bruce Lee's her favorite. Muhammad Ali. Yeah. She loves, you know, you yeah, guys that love. That's a sick dinner party right there. Yeah. And then uh, obviously Mother Earth can completely wreck your house and turn it upside down exactly. and throw it in the ocean. And at the same time, it can give you so much light and energy and good and all of that. And Carrie is very much like a force. She's a force. Yeah. Yeah. So I appreciate it. And I was letting her know that. So I, I took some time to put those little things together. You did good, fun. homie. I'm just telling you. Like, okay. 
did good. Yeah, I hope she I know, liked it. I know she was just... Did, did she open it in front of you? I think it's in the trash. I saw it today. Oh, yeah. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. No, she's... Uh, I think she got... I mean, she told me she loved it. I don't know when she read it, though. I think yeah, maybe she when she left. I She writes me cards. She thinks I don't like them because I don't open them because I want to save it for a time where I really am like in it and reading it and I love it because she writes. She can write like you wouldn't believe. She's one of the greatest writers on the planet and that could be her next move. I don't know, but she I should. She speaks so well. Yeah. I mean, yeah. her vocabulary is, yeah, is nuts. And so um, I save them for when I get on planes and stuff. If I'm traveling and I have them and she thinks I don't like them. Did she really think that? Or did yeah, she just no, she, she, I'm going to stop writing you because you don't even read them. You don't like them. And I'm like, ah, you don't know. I treat them like trophies. That's her cute way of saying, I want you to read it now. I want you to acknowledge it now because yeah. I love making it for you. And I want you to get what I am giving you. And you are like, hold on. This is my, are you going to tell me how to do my gift right now? Yeah. No, I save it. <laughs> It's like a Giorgio oh Armani God. suit. You don't wear it. You oh put God. it in the closet for a trophy. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. That's amazing. Well, okay. Is there anything else that you haven't said that maybe is something you'd want to share before we wrap out? No, we're good. Okay. I, I love it. Like, yeah. You're, do you I was telling you the other day, you your think? podcast should be rocks and roll. <laughs> <laughs> that's amazing i love it good Rocks job keep Thanks. it up yeah I've, I, it's like it is the vision it's it's the thing it's a calling it's a summoning it's a home and i know it and i'm too real and too connected um to i know the difference you know when it's like it's not fleeting not to say things can't change but this is just something that there's so much challenge um, just like the upkeep, you know, with the rest of life and all that. And, you know, until it really takes flight and there's spot, like you pay to have a podcast straight up. Right. Yeah. And so, you know, but, but it's a labor of love. Like every single second, I have never had a podcast where I, I laughed and I was like, well, that was a waste of my time or feeling anything, but inspired. Yeah. Honestly. And I'm not saying that that can't happen to <laughs> Sure call me in 15 minutes like, <laughs> uh, that, not, that didn't dude, work out been so rad and you know what we have so much more to do and that's the best part um i love you thank you so much i love you guys your family you mean so much to me you guys know that yeah you too it's right. like it's a privilege truly it's like it's really really special it's fun when i have no words because I'm a wordy motherfucker. And, you know, <laughs> Carrie and I were doing something recording the other day. And it's when I get to this point where I'm trying to uh, express my the love and the appreciation that I hold for people like you guys. And I just, um, I get, I'm at a loss. So, and that's like enough said. That's when your intro music starts coming in and you're talking <laughs> over it. That's when it, that's when it starts to get yeah here comes the intro oh, and it's dude. like that that rad background music is anyone there anymore yeah. <laughs> they're like yeah we check just one like... two you didn't record it uh, you didn't hit record. oh my god don't you just scared me all right i'm gonna let you get back to 
your beautiful kids. Um, thank you so much. I'm going to make sure, even though you're not um, all about the social media, but I know that there's going to be a lot of people who want to. Yeah, come check it. Yeah, come check doing. it out. So you can find me. There. I'm out there. I'm out there. You can find my wife posts stuff all the time, so you Perfect. can find me out there. Yeah, I know. I got you. Tag me. Tweet me. Casey Thomas. Is it Casey Thomas, Jenny? Yeah. Casey, yeah. Yeah. Casey okay, Thomas, Jenny. Straight right. out of Vegas. Straight out of Vegas. Thanks, Rox. Love you. Love you, too. Thanks so much for tuning into this episode, you guys. If you loved it, please share it on your social. Throw it up on your Instagram stories and tag me. I'm at Black Belt Beauty. I am also at Roxy Look. R-O-X-Y-L-O-O-K. I love connecting with you guys. This is a conversation that I want to just continue growing with you guys. So if you feel inspired to hit me up, do so in that space. I always enjoy hearing from you. If you'd like to support this podcast, you can do so by rating it and reviewing it via iTunes. It's such supportive help, you guys. It really helps the visibility of this podcast. So I appreciate and thank you in advance for doing that. And last but not least, if you are interested in starting your own podcast, or perhaps you already have one and you need help with you know editing your audio and the production of it, I cannot recommend my producers enough. Resonate Recordings, you guys, they are the bomb. I rely on them. They are an absolute supportive tool to me and my podcast. So check them out and let them know that Black Belt Beauty sent you. And on that note, you guys, I'm signing off with all my love and always looking forward to catching you on the next.